You are listening to the Survived to Thrive podcast with Amy Miller, a podcast for survivors of suicide loss. In this weekly podcast, you will learn more about your unique experiences and gain insights on your brain and how it processes grief and loss due to a loved one's suicide. While suicide grief comes in all shapes and sizes, Amy shows you that you still can have a life full of joy and fulfillment even though your loved one died. You don't have to just survive anymore. You can thrive. You are listening to the Survive to Thrive podcast with Amy Miller, episode 12, Where Did My Friends Go? Hi there. Welcome. How are you doing this week? I hope you're doing well. I have been really enjoying our weather the past few days. It's been pouring and it kind of reminds me of being in the Pacific Northwest. Even though I don't live there anymore, I live in Arizona. It's just nice and refreshing because most days it doesn't rain here. So it's just been super nice. I've been enjoying it. Anyways, I've been thinking a lot about our friends and how many survivors who have lost loved ones to suicide feel like their friends have disappeared on them. And I feel like there are some good reasons for why friends aren't around as much or they talk to us differently or they create some distance between us and and I, I feel like these are good reasons and I feel like it's important for us to know what those reasons are. Okay. So the first reason that it feels like our friends have disappeared is because they are just shocked. Okay. They are shocked about your loss, especially because we've lost our loved one to suicide. Okay. They are just trying to process that for themselves. And when they hear that news, it's kind of hard, as you well know, that to wrap your brain around that, right? And it's no different for our friends, okay? Now, even though this person that we've lost isn't in close, as close of relation to our friends as it was to us, they're trying to wrap their heads around the idea that a friend of theirs, which is you, who they love and care about has experienced a loss from suicide. All right. And it really brings shock and confusion. And many of them will have had their own thoughts and opinions and even judgments about what that means when someone dies by suicide. And now that they have someone that they're close to, someone that they care about and they love, right? Their friend, which is you, they, uh, it takes them back for a minute. So a lot of times they just feel shocked and confused. Okay. The second reason why I feel like it feels like our friends have disappeared or why they have disappeared is because they don't know what to say or do. All right. Our friends are usually the ones that are always there for us, right? They, they're there through us with us through so many different situations and circumstances. They're sounding boards for us, if you will. 
They listen to everything that's going on with their lives and typically are very supportive and, and they're used to that role, right? That role in that friendship. And when you're going something through something that's traumatic and hard, like losing a loved one to suicide, they're going to tend to feel super uncomfortable with their place. Okay. They are going to go through, I think, sort of identity crisis as a your friend. Okay. They don't really know how they should be, how they should act, right? They really want to be supportive and empathetic. And that's really, you know, their desire to be that good friend who offers you advice and, you know, just basically be the friend they've always been for you before. But now with you experiencing a loss in the way that you did, they're going to feel like they're out of their comfort zone and they just don't know what their approach should be like. Okay. So they have fears that come up for them. Like they'll feel like, you know, I'm afraid to say this thing or, you know, do this thing, right? They just don't want to be or come across as insensitive and they just really, they just don't want to say the wrong thing. So most of the time they won't say anything because they're afraid of saying the wrong thing. They also don't want to do the wrong thing, right? They don't want to come across as, you know, being too invasive of your privacy and things like that. And so many times the approach they take is they just don't do anything, even though that's really what you need at this time. You need them more. You need them to do stuff. You need them to say things, right? Many times they, they, they just feel uncomfortable with it because of your situation and it feels safer to them to just not do or say anything. Okay. So that's number two. Number three is people in general feel uncomfortable with discussing mental illness. Okay. And suicide. There's a lot of stigma and shame, right? Surrounding mental health issues. Okay. It's been passed down through previous generations, right? And over time, we've come a long way over the years, but when you share with your loved ones or you, when you share with just your friends in general, the method of their death, most specifically with like baby boomers and the previous generation, which is called the silent generation, it feels, it's really hard for them because those particular generations didn't talk much about mental health, period. Okay. So it's really challenging for them. I remember I had a couple who were in the baby boomer generation, I would say, offer to provide a meal for me and my family because I was kind of isolated in a state where the remainder of my family didn't live. And so they wanted to be supportive and they made a meal. And when they brought the meal into my home, they told me they were so sorry for my loss and that your sister, they said your sister was so young and, you know, 
they, of course, you know, naturally wanted to know what her cause of death was. And so I responded with honesty and I just told her, told them that she had passed due to suicide. And when I said the word suicide, I could just see their body language and their whole demeanor shift. Okay. In a way that I perceived as they were, they felt super uncomfortable with her method of death. Okay. So I think it's just good for you to be aware that there's still stigma surrounding, um, the method of suicide as a method of death and in particularly the baby boomers and the silent generation and just basically the older generation people now I feel like are becoming more aware of it and it's being talked about more with the younger generations but and but still there is some stigma even in the younger generations as well but I feel like the younger generation is much more apt to discuss mental health issues. And so they're more comfortable with it. But when you are speaking about it with those who are in the baby booner generation or older, it's, it's a hard thing for them to discuss simply because it never was talked much about in their growing up years. Okay. All right. The fourth reason I would say that it feels like you have lost your friends or that it feels like they've disappeared is because nothing in their life has changed. Okay. While we have experienced, you know, this most unfathomable and excruciatingly painful grief. Okay. Most likely your friends, their lives have just gone unchanged. Okay. And it's no fault of theirs, right? Their life just carries on as usual, but ours feels like it has completely changed. Okay. And that is why the things that matter most to them are still the same, right? Their job, their family, their you know, associates, their coworkers, their pursuits, all of those things are still exactly the same. And for us, we, we, we are changed. Okay. We're, we aren't the same. We, we think about, you know, the day-to-day things differently now. Right. I remember when I was flying home from when I was flying in. So my sister passed on Thanksgiving day. And I remember the next day I took a flight to go be with my family after her passing. And so since it was the day after Thanksgiving, it was black Friday. Right. And I remember getting my vehicle and driving along the freeway and I could see all the strip malls and all the shopping centers parking lots. They were just completely full and I could see all the people and just all of them there just trying to get their Black Friday deals, right? And I remember seeing those crowds and the roads and the traffic and the stores and just thinking, you know what, people, what are you doing, right? Just be there with your family. This stuff is not important. Right. I mean, after losing my sister, all I could think was, 
I just wanted to be with my family. Like nothing else mattered in that moment, right? So I feel like when you experience something like this, you're going to change and your friends, it's not going to affect them in the same way as it affects you. And their lives are going to carry on and still be the same. The things that they care about are still going to be the same. Okay. And so I think that is a very important reason that to note and to understand why it may feel like your friends have disappeared. Okay. Now the last one I wanted to talk about and what I think is important to discuss is that most like now while your friends have not changed, most likely you have changed, right? Like the things that once interested in you, you may no longer be interested in, right? The things that matter to you are probably no longer going to matter as much to you, right? I kind of brought that up, you know, a little bit earlier, but it's true. I remember thinking, and when, before my sister passed, how much I cared about current events and political things and, you know, just wanting to be kept, I just really wanted to keep up with the news and just be current. Okay. I cared about it. I wanted to know about it and I talked about it a lot with my friends. Okay. And I remember after my sister had passed, I just lost complete interest in the news. I didn't want to know. I didn't care to know. And I just decided that I should just cut the cord to cable TV, which I did because it was really just too upsetting and unsettling. And I just didn't want to consume anything that would add more negativity to the grief that I was already experiencing, right? Because most of the news and things that were happening, the current events in the world that the media focused on was typically negative. And I just didn't want to add that to the grief I was experiencing. And I noted that my friends wanted to talk about those things with me, right? Because they still had those same interests. I mean, that's kind of what brought our friendship together was that they had that interest. And I no longer wanted to really talk about those things. And so I think because I felt like I didn't want to talk about those things anymore, my friends, they didn't know how to connect with me anymore because I had changed. Okay. So I think it's just important to know that when you go through that change in your friends haven't changed with you in that way, which is no fault of their own, right? It's just kind of a natural consequence of experiencing grief that you're going to change and they're going to not relate as well anymore. Okay. So with all that knowledge and knowing those five reasons, those common reasons why it feels like we've lost our friends and that they've disappeared, you may want to know what it is you can do about it. Okay. So I thought much about this and there's a few things I feel like are very effective. Okay. The first one is I think if you just give them a little slack, 
Okay. Most likely your friends really do genuinely care about you a lot and really are just afraid they will do or say the wrong things. Okay. So if they do, which most likely they will say and do the wrong things, if you can just give them a little grace as they do and say those wrong things, because if you don't, they'll want to stop trying altogether, right? And because they are already afraid that they're going to do or say the wrong things. So I think just giving them a little slack is going to go a long way. The next thing I would say is just to communicate what you need from your friends. Okay. This really does go a long way. And I'm willing to bet that they really, truly want to know how to best help. Okay. So the only way for them to know is for you to communicate what you need from them and what you want from them. Okay. And I feel like it's even great to even offer them ideas. You know, you could just tell your friends, say, Hey, you know what? You've been such a good friend for me. And I'm going through this really hard period in my time, in my life. And I just want to offer you some ideas on what I could really use right now, what I need right now. I feel like every friend really would love their friends to just tell them. Okay. So I think if you just offer them some ideas, like you could just say, Hey, you know what? Right now, I just really need a friend to go for a walk with me. Will you go for a walk with me? I mean, think about it. If your friends came up to you and asked you if, you know, Hey, look, I just really need you and be really nice to just go for a walk. I wouldn't you just say yes. I mean, I know I would, I would be like, yeah, let's just go. Let's go for a walk. Okay. Because you know, you just want to be there for your friend. Right. And I, um, am pretty sure your friends want to do that with you too. Okay. Maybe you just need like a shoulder to cry on or something. You know, you could just tell them, say, Hey, look, I, I'm really having a hard day and I just need a shoulder to cry on. That's all I need. You know, I don't need any advice. I don't need any, you know, one to try and fix it. I just need a shoulder to cry on. And I just think friends are just so willing to be that shoulder. Okay. And so I think just offering them ideas really will go a long way. The third thing I would say is you can choose to love them just the way they are. Okay. Now bear with me with this. Now, friends and people in our lives are lovable, just a hundred percent lovable, exactly the way that they are. Okay. And I feel like once you accept this nugget, this little gold nugget of truth, it really takes pressure off of expectation. Okay. So you won't have as much expectation for your friends that they should say or be or do things a certain way, right? And it's all up to us really on how we perceive what our friends are doing, saying, and not doing, okay? So I feel like it's great news to understand that it's totally up to you if you just want to love them just the way that they are. Okay. I mean, there were times where I had friends come up to me and 
they would try to compare my loss to something that I thought was not even a close comparison. Okay. Like somebody tried to compare my sister's death to losing their pet. Okay. And when they did this, I could have just chosen to, you know, look at it like, wow, like, are you that disconnected? And I could have had a lot of thoughts, right? I could have had a lot of negative thoughts about that comparison, but instead I chose to think, Hey, you know what? They've been through something that was really hard for them. And it, them sharing that story is their way of trying to, um, create connection. Okay. They're really trying to connect with me more and show that they do have compassion for what I'm experiencing by sharing something that they experienced that was hard for them too. Okay. And when you start shifting the way that you think about things, right, it creates more connection and more love for your friends. Okay. So I think it's important that you know those five things that I shared with you today on why it feels like our friends have disappeared on us. And I also feel like it's super important to understand the things that you can do about it. Okay. Because the truth is, I feel like friends really do care. They really do want to stay in your lives and they don't want to disappear and they don't want you to feel like you've disappeared. Okay. Because they do genuinely care about you. And that's all I have for you today, friends. I hope you'll take this into your own friendships and apply what I've shared with you today. And until next time, have a great day. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Survived to Thrive podcast. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends and write a review on iTunes. Also, check out survived-to-thrive.com for more information and to subscribe to get the podcast's latest episode, along with useful tips you can begin to use immediately to feel better, directly sent to your inbox.